Oh, please don't do it all would be my first <laughs> piece of advice. You know, coming from me, I'm, I'm really about focus and simplicity. So let's talk about how, how if you look back at all the case studies, 99% that have ever gone on, first and foremost, you, you choose a, a content niche area, what we call the content tilt. What is the thing that you're focusing on, your big idea that can differentiate you from all the other clutter out there? Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Now, a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity of sitting down with somebody that I've really admired in the content entrepreneur world for quite some time. I've seen them speak on stages all over the country. I subscribe to his newsletter. I listen to his podcasts. I read I've read his books. I had the opportunity of sitting down with Joe Polizzi, and he is the the content entrepreneur. He's the founder of The Tilt, and I spoke with him before my event, Social Profit Lab, which came out in February of 2023, and I'm actually going to be going to Cleveland to speak at Joe's event, CEX, in just a couple weeks. So CEX is an incredible event, and I I'm so excited that I had the opportunity to sit down with Joe, and we talk a lot about what it's like to be a content entrepreneur and the importance of building your community, building out that audience so that you have the opportunity to grow with them. Your community, your followers, they're your biggest fans. And Joe gives us a lot of great insights into how you can do this, a number of different ways that you can do this. And this was such a good conversation. I had to share it with all of you listeners on Rocky Mountain Marketing. So without further ado, let's check out this interview. Joe Polizzi, he is, and I don't even know how to introduce you appropriately because you are in charge of so many things. You have the Tilt newsletter, which is a great resource for content creators. Uh, you have the CEX event, which I am going to be speaking at this May. I went last year and it was absolutely incredible. You're an author, you're a podcast host. Joe, I'm so glad that you are a sponsor of Social Profit Lab. Thank you so much. Well, no, you, I found out you were doing this thing. And of course, you and I support each other. And, uh, it, well, that's what's great about this. So I don't know how deep we're going to get into social media or content creation or whatever, but my favorite part over anything else is building relationships like you and I have. And the community is amazing and everyone wants to support each other. So it's pretty fantastic. When I first started in this industry 20 years ago, I'm like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to do my thing. And it's sort of the lone wolf thing. And then you realize that you don't get there by yourself. You need a lot of help. And there's a lot of super smart people out there. So. It, it's true. And, and I think that actually this is a perfect segue in here is you, you're an entrepreneur. And as entrepreneurs, 
it can be hard to do all the things and it can sometimes seem very lonely. And when you hear like, oh, well, you need to be building an email list. Oh, you need to be, you should have a podcast. Oh, are you blogging? You need to also make sure that you're dancing on TikTok. You need to be doing all mm-hmm. of these things and it can get extremely overwhelming. And, and that's kind of where you have built your business with content marketing. All those things I just listed are different pieces of content. But you've, you've seemed to shift a little bit from building content, mark, you know, the content marketing world to more of the creator world, the creator economy. Tell us just a little bit about that shift and, and how it is different for an entrepreneur. It's a, yeah. So, I mean, my first 20 years, I hate saying that, it seems like a really long time. I focused on the practice of content marketing. When I started, it wasn't called content marketing. It's called custom publishing or custom media or member communications. Looked like custom magazines. This is back in the days of print. And when Google came around and social media came around, I said, oh my God, uh, there's a whole lot of companies that are going to have to learn how to tell stories and draw people to themselves because you need content to go into those social media pipes and you need really good information to be found on Google. So I figured out this, hey, uh, if it's going to be focused on marketers, that was our target, marketing professionals, you better call it something marketing. So that's when I I started calling it content marketing. This is back in 2007, created Content Marketing Institute. And I love that. They're very complex content challenges. Um, You're dealing with multiple people in the organization, multiple departments. You've got to get buy-in at multiple levels. So we worked with mostly like billion-dollar properties and training them on how to do it. And as you said, we created a very large event called Content Marketing World. And I got out of that world in 2017, took a year sabbatical, wrote a novel called The Will to Die, which I'm working on the second one. Like all that stuff is fun. But 2020, I really a lot of this had to do with learning about Web3, learning about a lot of my friends and colleagues that were building platforms basically on social media networks and not having any kind of assets for themselves. And that concerned me. And that's when I came out with the new version of Content Inc. book I wrote in 2021. And it was all about, hey, let's build our platforms. Let's Let's become little media companies and little media companies do one thing really well. And that's build assets, which not are on, not on platforms like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and so I, you know, basically started teaching more and more about that. And I said, well, if I'm going to write a book, I might as well create a new business <laughs> to the behest of my wife. So we created the newsletter, the tilt and the creator economy expo that we met at last year, which was great. All targeting this idea of the content entrepreneur. I first and foremost, a business owner, an entrepreneur. And second, how do we go to market content first? So we don't lead with products and services first. We lead with, we're going to build an audience. We're going to find a content niche that we become the leading expert in. And then you build that audience over time and then monetize it. So. I've been doing that, but so I've been in this doing this thing for you know twenty almost twenty five years now. But I've been trying to teach and work with and build a community just in this content entrepreneur space. And I I love that you call it a content entrepreneur because we do have our business, but if we want to grow, how are we going to find that audience? How are we going to build that audience using these different free tools? I mean it. You can have a podcast for free. I mean, like you got to buy the microphone and and, sure. and hosting and everything. But I mean, essentially, there's not that much upfront costs. Blogging, you can do that for free. You know, uh, showing up on social media, when you have a strategy, you can do all of that for free. 
But how are you going to really take those people and turn them into buyers, turn them into people that are going to be clients and customers? So that during the Social Profit Lab here, we're going through a ton of different tips from email list building to uh, how to do it on Instagram, how to do it with the podcast as a host versus as a guest, all these different ways. If someone's sitting here and they're like, these sessions have been amazing. I don't even know which one to choose. Do sure. I choose all of, do I do it all? What would your advice to them be? Oh, please don't do it all would be my first <laughs> piece of advice. You know, coming from me, I'm, I'm really about focus and simplicity. So let's talk about how, how, if you look back at all the case studies, 99% that have ever gone on, first and foremost, you, you choose a, a content niche area, what we call the content tilt. What is the thing that you're focusing on, your big idea that can differentiate you from all the other clutter out there? So like my, in my case, I'm focusing on the content entrepreneur. My one five years ago was content marketing. So those were my niches. Now, if you just go out and you say, I'm going to do the blog and the podcast and Twitter and LinkedIn and everything, what you're going to have and what generally you see is a lot of mediocre content. If you spread yourself too thin, especially in the beginning, um, you won't make an impact on anyone. Now, I'm not saying you can't do that, and it has happened, but it rarely happens. So I'm talking about 99% of the time, successful content entrepreneurs focus on one area. That's their home base. So what is it? Is it a blog? Is it a newsletter? Is it a podcast? Is it a YouTube channel? Is it a TikTok? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be so. It should could be a social network. It could be something owned like an email newsletter. But you have to focus on that. So you have a niche, and then you have pick that one. And then you activate that through many different social channels secondarily. So if I'm going to build an audience on LinkedIn and my home base is my email newsletter, well, now I know some things about my business model. I'm building an audience on LinkedIn. And what's my purpose ultimately to get them to sign up for my email newsletter off platform. And then once I build my audience, and that's the whole thing with the content ink model that we've been talking about, build your audience first. And then you can monetize it eight, nine, ten different ways. So you focus on those things. And and here's the thing, because you mentioned it before, it's really important. Uh, there's been a democratization of content. Everyone can be a content creator. Everyone can be a content entrepreneur if they choose to. What's the big differentiation? Well, outside of those first two things we talked about, the third one is patience. We know if we look at, we've been doing studies on this at the Tilt for almost three years now, and we know that to successfully monetize an audience, it takes low point, 18 to 24 months. So if you said, Joe, I want to do this. I want to be a content entrepreneur. Let's go. Let's go do this. And, I, and they say, I, I want to do it in 9 to 12 months. I said, probably not going to happen. It's just not. So you have to prepare yourself as an entrepreneur for what I call the bologna and ramen noodle years. Like you have to scale your expenses back. You have to be smart with your time and your energy because you don't have an audience yet that you can monetize. So once you build that minimum viable audience, like for me, I use like 10,000 email subscribers as a good start for, well, first of all, you can monetize at any time and you should monetize at any time. But in my history, once I got to 10,000 email subscribers, which is a good number traditionally for people that want to sponsor your email newsletter. I know I'm like, I'm working with something. Now I can start sponsorship. That's low hanging fruit revenue. And I go that direction. So basically it's find your content niche. Uh, the second thing is focus. 
on one platform, maybe two, but really, really one. Be the best that you can. Do a, do a Jimmy Donaldson. Do a Mr. Beast. Just focused on YouTube. Became the biggest creator on the planet doing that. And then it takes time. Again, talk about Mr. Beast because it's such a great case study. Started uh, producing videos in 2012. Uh, didn't hit 30,000 subscribers in 2016. Four years. Four years of all kinds of video production and creation and doing all the things. So while this is the most amazing type of life and career I could ask anyone for, I would, I mean, I love the creator life, but you've got to remember it does take time and you have to, uh, to weigh that when you're thinking about all the things you're going to do. Yeah. I, I like saying this, that going viral is not a business strategy. It's that's, that's if that if you want to have, you know, 10 million views and get certain, you know, I mean, it's, it takes time and uh, consistency and showing up for those people, you know, day in and day out, week after week. I want to kind of just move a little bit into the world of Web3 and NFTs. Uh, So you and I are a part of a couple NFT communities. I'm an NET holder, which uh, is a a never-ending ticket holder for for, uh, CEX. But Web3 and NFTs were the hot topic of 2022. (laughs) It, it, for, for both really good reasons and then really yes, bad reasons. Yes, exactly. What do you think about Web3 and NFTs as you know the future of them? Should we even be paying attention to them as content entrepreneurs? Or is this something where, you know, it's kind of just a fad? The Creator Economy Expo CEX 2023 is back. It's for content creators and entrepreneurs that are interested in building and growing their content-first businesses without relying on social platforms. Join over 500 bloggers, podcasters, authors. It is the event for learning and networking for content creators. It's this May 1st through 3rd, 2023 in Cleveland, Ohio. And there's going to be 10 amazing keynote speakers over 30 in-depth breakout sessions. Some of the speakers that are going to be there are Anne Hanley, Jay Klaus, Wave Wild, Brian Fanzo. It is going to be the event. And as a special offer, you can get $100 off using my coupon code, Katie100. So head over to cex.events to register today. Katie100, save that 100 bucks, and we'll see you at CEX. Uh, well, first of all, it I, it is not a fad. 100% I'm a believer in Web3. Now, if you're asking to me whether or not you should run into Web3 before you in, build an audience, again, I'm not always right. I mean, check the source. But I would probably build an audience first is what I would do. And my Web3 project would come as a monetization or community building resource later in the process. So like with you know, the wonderful never-ending ticket program. It's an NFT community. We have about 70 people involved in this little, it's a high ticket price to get in. And then you hopefully you get a lot of benefits. But the reason why that worked is we already had our minimum viable audience. If I didn't have an audience, I'm going to go out and say, hey, be a part, spend $2,000 and be a part of this community. People would laugh. Uh, I mean, that. why did why was Kevin Rose so, uh, why, why did that take off with Proof Collective? Why did Gary Vaynerchuk take off? Because they have huge audiences. Mm-hmm. They have already had huge interest. 
So if you don't have huge interest, uh, you know, I like I like music NFTs right now. I mean, if we and by the way, if we talk about Web3, we should say, hey, you have the creator that's taking a little bit of that ownership and they're slicing it off a little bit and they're giving that to their fans. And then hopefully some of that ownership goes along with whatever the token is. And I love that aspect of it. It's a great way to find your super fans and monetize it. But again, finding your super fans. You, they have to come from your audience first. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong and they they put a lot of money and time and effort into these things that are out there, these NFTs, these tokens, and then there's nobody to buy them. So again, it's just like another monetization strategy. I'm not going to go out and say, hey, I'm launching a newsletter. It costs $10,000 to sponsor this newsletter. I don't have an audience yet. Of course, it's silly. Nobody would, nobody would do that. It's the same with Web3. It, what's happened with our little bear market in Web3 and crypto is really, really good for everything because you had all the people that shouldn't have been doing it in the first place or were looking for a quick buck. They're all gone. They seemingly will be all gone. There's always there, but a lot of them are gone now doing whatever they're doing. And during this time, you've had a lot of people that care about it, know about it, put together the time and build these products up. So you have some really good things going in web three right now so long term i'm bullish short term you never know mm -hmm. but long term i really feel like this idea of how do we take um the assets that creators can develop slice off just a little bit into a token project and then let the fans run with all kinds of wonderful benefits and and I, i'm very excited about the possibility especially for artists and musicians and and content creators that we don't have to then rely on the monetization uh, platform monetization that a Instagram or a TikTok or a Patreon can offer, we can go directly to the fans and monetize that way. It's I could not agree more, and I could definitely get into a much longer conversation about that. We could we could make this oh, all Web three, I know. <laughs> but I know I don't have too much time with you. Um, but I, I 100% agree, and I think that uh, without having this turn into a Web three conversation, I do think that the evolution of community building we're going to see the way that it should be done right now with these with these accounts that you just said are still here the way that they're still showing up for their audience in this you know bear market the way that thing the way that they've been able to sustain and still grow even though the market isn't great and they're building their community that's what we're going to see going forward with the evolution of social media i think it's going to be a very exciting time over exactly the next so the recommendation for people that haven't built their audience yet is just go find a community or two uh get involved see what creators are doing see what works and doesn't work it's all experimentation we're very early we're like not even getting out of the dugout yet for the first inning when it comes We're to still this lacing stuff. So up you, our shoes in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. You got plenty. <laughs> of, same thing with AI. I mean, we're so early with these things. So what do you do as a creator? You just experiment. You figure out, you try some things. Some things are going to work, some things aren't, but you were, you're going to be on the cutting edge and you'll know when the product is ready. Absolutely. I want you mentioned the tilt a little bit earlier, and that is honestly that's where I first got connected from you. I mean, I saw you speak on stage and you talked about this newsletter. Um, you know, you had the QR code up, and I signed up for it. And for those who are uh, maybe new to you and and the tilt, can you just explain what the tilt newsletter is? You talked about growing it, you know, up to ten thousand subscribers, but but really, what is that? 
So basically, I'm a, I'll give you the short, long story. The I was a Morning Brew subscriber and still am, and I really love that newsletter model. And I wanted to start a building community email first. I didn't want to build it on a social platform. And I said, okay, well, what makes the most sense? Well, as a creator, I've been inundated with getting information from 20, 30 different sources. And I said, well, wouldn't it be nice if we created a newsletter and just said, okay, here's the 15 to 20 news things that you need to know about as a creator so you don't have to go figure it out somewhere else. And that's how I look at Morning Brew. It's like, here's all the news that, okay, you don't want to read 10,000 stories, but here's the 10 things you need to know. So that's why we created the Tilt. It's an email that goes out every Tuesday and Friday. It's got one little educational thing at the top. It's got a case study and said, here's a content entrepreneur that's really doing it that you can learn a couple things from. And then the rest of it is, here's 10 things you need to know about, and here's what we think of them. And go go forth, creator. Figure this thing out. So um, I like the model. Uh, I don't think it's overwhelming at, at being two times a week, but you know it, we're trying to be helpful. It's working so far, so we're uh, almost twenty thousand subscribers now. Uh, we haven't even hit our two-year birthday yet, so I feel we're doing a lot of things well. And there, there is a need for our target content entrepreneurs, our creators, our second career. Uh, they have an expertise in something, um, so this we're not targeting gamers or musicians or artists. They're generally uh, people like yourself, they're they're trying to build their own audience. They have a a community. They have or they have a an understanding of some expertise area, and then they're trying to share that expertise and build an audience. And that seems to be the people that we attract, and that's totally fine with me. You know, you keep saying build an audience, and that is it, that's one of the biggest things with with any of this. Whether again, it's a podcast, a newsletter, social media, you have to have your audience, and they might not all be signing up to get on your books to buy from you right now, but they're watching you. They're becoming uh, more, more in tune with what it is that you do, who you are as a person, why they want to be connected, tell their friends about you. You're building out your community and the the way that you can show up for them on a consistent basis is extremely important. And I, I think that if someone in, is watching right now, then they're saying like, yeah, but I've been posting to social media and it's still like, my mom and some of her friends and like, you know, some friends from high school or college, you know, and I, I just doesn't seem like I'm growing my audience. What, what am I doing wrong? What would your advice to them be? Well, I would first lean back and look at who you are. Tar who is, who's your, who, like when you sit down and do whatever you're posting, you said social media posting. I don't know what that could be. Lots of things, right? That could be, I, I tweet five times a day. I have two amazing, TikToks a day. I have a YouTube series. I have a podcast. You know what? What is that? Well, you always we talk about an audience persona. Who's your audience persona? So I mean, Ann Hanley is a good friend of mine. She's speaking at Creator Academy Expo. She always does. She's she always writes for one particular person, a real person in her audience. She visualizes that and then she writes her newsletter. So I would start with who is that person, and the more niche, the better. Like if you are trying to go wide with your audience, let's just say you're trying to target marketing professionals. And I'd say, ooh, that's very broad. There's hundreds of thousands of those, maybe millions around the world. Uh, that's how, how can you be the leading informational expert in the world to marketing professionals? So I'd go down and say, okay, well, it, maybe it's 
marketing professionals in the finance area. Maybe it's the marketing professionals in the crypto finance area. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, marketing professionals in the crypto finance area who reside in New Jersey. I don't know. I'm just throwing this stuff out, but that's the point. You want to get really niche, so that's the like with your audience, and then on the other side with your skill area. What's the what? What are you? What's the stories you're going to tell? So you've got to figure out. Okay, well, how can I create something and whether whether that's entertainment or information that you can honestly say, if I do the work, if I choose the platform and actually distribute the content, that I can be the leading informational expert in the world. And I know that sounds audacious and maybe egotistical, but that's how you have to be. Because if not, somebody else is going to roll right over you. There's always something else. There's not only Netflix and Google and everything else that's out there that's taking our time, but you're talking about your competitive set, other creators, other things that are that are taking time away from maybe the content that you have. So you've got to be serious about that. That's where I would start. And then look at look at that platform. Like, are you delivering at the same time every day? Is it amazingly impactful? Um, is it something that they can't get anywhere? I mean, you are a media company, like it or not. So you have to be be that way. And uh, and I would even go to the point. Let's just say you have an email newsletter. And you send it out at 7 a.m. Eastern time every week, every Friday. Uh, and then one day you send it out at 9. You could lose your audience just that simple. Like you really need to be diligent and treat this as a business. Uh, because to your point, you stop showing up one time, they'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to learn this hard way because you talk, we were talking beforehand about one of my podcasts uh, this old marketing is another podcast I do with Robert Rose. I took a sabbatical in 2018 and we stopped doing it. We just got back. It, we've been, we put it, started again in 2019. It took us about three years to get that audience back that we lost, which is devastating, right? Cause you were, we worked for eight years to build that audience. And then I took a year off. You can't do, you can't do that. You can't even take a minute off in this business. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have to be focused and simple with this whole thing because there's a lot of things we need to do. The last thing I'll say, and I know I'm dominating here, but where a lot of creators go wrong is they create so much content, they think that that's the key. It's not. Actually, about 20 to 25% of your time is spent creating content. The other, let's let's put 10% off to running the business. The other 60 to 70% or so or whatever it is, that's all in marketing the content. Working the working the uh, relationships that you have, making sure that people are sharing your information, commenting on sites, building relationship that way, giving people the ammunition so that they share your story. That's the most important thing that you could do at the beginning of the process if you're going to make it work. Because if you just like LinkedIn, I've learned this really well. If you just promote on LinkedIn, even if it's great content every day, it's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. You have to activate that content through commenting on other people's boards, other people's sites, where your customers are at. And then it starts to work for you. I I am a huge fan of outbound engagement, as I call it, where, you know, I don't I don't post every day. However, I make a plan. I have it in my 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 to-do list. Every single day I'm going in and I'm commenting on people's posts. I'm yep, reaching really out important. in the DMs. I'm building those connections and that for me, it, it allows me to not have to worry about showing up every single day, you know, three times a day dancing on TikTok or anything. I mean, it, it's a different way of showing up on social media and really building out 
Well, you do, and I, I mean, you and I are both big on LinkedIn. I've seen you do that on LinkedIn, and usually when I'm going to comment, you're already in the comments. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, my God, she's there again. I can't. But you're right. That's so important, uh, especially to your own audience. Like, that, that's the one thing I learned about commenting on other people's uh, posts is that in the stream, your current followers see that. Yeah. So it's a really good, it's not only you're going outside and trying to build new followers, it's a really good retention uh, program as well because your current followers see that exactly so, yeah exactly yeah. um and i can i could talk for again uh, we could just do one on linkedin on that, too on we could do us one on web three one on linkedin and we just go down the row <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so you have a new book coming out in march i've already pre-ordered it Thank um you. and you have the event in may just really quick, what are your goals for for the book and for the event what are what are you hoping to achieve with both of these coming out um, so Epic Content Marketing, it's the second edition, uh, wrote this second one with my, our good friend Brian Piper. The reason why is that I didn't feel that there was sort of a textbook to content marketing out there, especially updated with new channels and AI and Web3. So we put it all together and said, if somebody needs a real resource for where content marketing is right now, and you want to create a strategy and really do this and then figure out how am I going to execute this strategy, Epic Content Marketing? That's the way to go. So I'm really proud of it. Brian did a great job with the whole thing. Creator Economy Expo, May 1st to 3rd. Um, what This is my belief, and I believe this is true because we had 400 people last year. You were one of them to come out to Phoenix this year. It's in Cleveland. Is that the most important thing with becoming a content entrepreneur, and you mentioned this in the beginning, is finding people that can help you reach your goals. And sometimes, even you've got a great online event, and, and I totally love that, but sometimes you need to meet people in person. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're trying to create. It's not for everyone, but we're trying to get four to 500 people together. And what I love from what we learned last year is that there are people that put deals together and partnerships and started working with each other. And you and I started doing some stuff together. And that's what I love to see. And I think that we need more of that, but after COVID, a lot of that stuff just shut down, and um, and it's an expense, right? Our time is an expense. Getting somewhere is an expense, but it's really important. That's why that's where I want to see Creator Economy Expo go. Like it's a group of content entrepreneurs that really want to learn. Of course, we got fifty plus sessions, great speakers, including yourself. But it's really getting together and how do we help each other um, reach the you know get to where we want to get, which is basically becoming financial in independent. But instead of launching a product and service like everyone else tries to do historically, it doesn't work that way anymore. The best business model is to build an audience first and then monetize it. And not a lot of people understand that, but it is the absolute best business model on the planet. And you're not setting yourself up for as much risk and failure, in my opinion, than just launching a product or service. Hey, just launch the audience. You're building your customer database for whatever they're going to buy. You're just doing it first instead of doing it second after the product. And I just think that's a lot of people don't think of it that way, but I love the model. Yeah. And and I have to say, too, Joe, I, I told you this last year, but um, it CEX is an, an absolutely incredible event. You really... Uh, there's a lot of things like little touches that that happen where I'm like, I didn't even know I want I needed this, but I, this is amazing, and I love that you've already thought about things I didn't even know that I needed. Um, and the people that I met there were amazing. Uh, the, some people that are speaking this year, Jordash, um, I, I met uh, Gregarious, Brian Fanzo, and Jennifer mm -hmm. Watts. I mean, all these people 
that have now become friends. And I met them at this event. And it's it's true. It's it's really nice to have people that are want to create content, want have their own businesses, and they're just trying to find the best way to build that audience. And you've really done a great job of build, bringing those people together at CEX. So thank, thank you. you. Yes. <laughs> thank <it's>, you. <laughs> no, it it's uh, it's so funny because when um, we start, we launched Content Marketing World, so the different alternative universe to CEX, in 2011, I I did think that we'd have to do a lot of this ourselves. It's like, okay, I got to be the entrepreneur. I got, and then I realized that I probably have 50 like amazingly close relationships still from those events, uh, and and th- people that have helped me in my career that I've tried to help. Uh, but really, I mean, just salt of the earth, wonderful people. They keep in touch. I know their kids. Those types of things. I didn't expect that out of it, and that's. It's it's kind of special when you say, hey, you can build a business that's just you, but then you have all these relationships as well that makes it, you know, just like you were going into an office or just like, uh, you know, you were out there actually building friends as a business. That's sort of how it looks. And yeah. a lot of people don't look at it that way. But man, when you're all helping each other build your business together, it's pretty special. Absolutely. Well, Joe, this has been amazing. I'm so glad that we were able to sit down and and have this conversation. So many great pieces of advice for for us as entrepreneurs as we're trying to build out that audience. Be sure to sign up for The Tilt, everyone. Be sure to check out CEX. And if you use the code KD100, you will save $100 off of your ticket. So that's KD100. Check it out, cex.events. And check out The Tilt. Joe. Thank you so much for being a part of Social Profit Lab. I really appreciate you. No, thank you. Thanks for putting this together. And uh, I'll see you in person in a couple months. I really can't thank Joe enough for taking the time to sit down with me. As a content entrepreneur and as somebody that's trying to build that audience using social media, using email, podcasting, video, you name it, he is a wealth of knowledge. And If you're listening to this podcast right now and you really gained a lot of great tips from Joe, just imagine what CEX is going to be like. It's an incredible event. I went last year as an attendee. I'm so honored to be speaking this year. It is May 1st through 3rd in Cleveland. If you want to join us, if you're in the Cleveland area or you want to be at one of the best events for creating content as a content entrepreneur, be sure to join us. Use the discount code Katie 100 to save $100 off of your ticket. And I really hope to see you at CEX this May 1st through 3rd. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.